Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the great honor of welcoming a true legend in the entertainment industry. She is an accomplished actress, writer, director, and college professor, which we'll discuss that with a career that has spanned more than four decades. From her breakout role in the 1980s classic, The Breakfast Club, to her more recent work on hit TV shows such as Smilf and, which is so wonderful, Single Drunk Female, which is now available on Hulu. Our guest today, when I really started thinking about it, has left an indelible mark on pop culture. Welcome, uh, Allie Sheedy. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. What can I say after that intro, though? I feel like, oh, God, sounds smart. Isn't, but isn't it crazy? And I know this for myself. When you've been doing this for a while and you start to look back and all the other things outside of entertainment or different sort of subsets and you put them all on a list, you're like, oh, my God, I, I, I've done a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, I just, it doesn't feel to me, when I think of the number, like, over 40 years, you just said, that's a long time. It doesn't feel like that. Um, most of the time, it doesn't come up. Uh, but it actually is kind of crazy. No, you know? it's insane. I mean, my mother went to labor, went into labor on stage. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, apparently I've been doing this for a real long time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's funny. Okay, so I just want to jump right in. You, your first, it's hard to believe that your first big role was in Bad Boys. Yes. I mean, that, the people you were in it with are still around. I know. I mean, what genius casting. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, when you, yes. when you step back and think about it, there was a casting director that made the decision to put these people in a movie that are still relevant today, all these years later. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. So, and it was, um, it was, yeah. And I, I, uh, listen, I, um, I love Sean Penn, love him. Uh, I don't know him personally. He's obviously not in my life or anything like that, but I just think, He's done wonderful, amazing things with his life. He's an incredible actor, and I just love being around him. So for my first movie, I got to be on the set and watch it. And I, there's no way to put that into words, really. It just was a kind of mind-blowing experience for my first movie. When I went back and was looking at all your credits, it hit me. You have had major iconic movies in each of these decades, I mean, you got to look back and think, holy shit, all of this work that I did, if I stand back sort of as an, in an act and look at it as, as an academic, there's snapshots of pop culture of yes. all of those decades. Yes, there are. It's just, I just don't have that. You have a, like a, a big perspective on it, an objective. I don't think about any of it that way. For me, it's, you know how it is. I was going through this when I did. Oh, right. I was like, that's was that right? That was that period. Right. I did that thing. It was wonderful. But oh, God, I was going through X, Y and Z at that time. It just feels like, you know, art and parcel kind of tapestry of life of good, bad, the ugly, all of it put together. I don't have that kind of like zoom wide vision that you have on it. 
Well, that's going to lead to my next question because I am intrinsically shallow. Okay, which were the best fashion? Which were the best? You would walk into wardrobe and go like, oh, this is so cool. And which do you look back on and go, oh, shit. I mean, I look back on 20 years of award show clothing and hair and I just go, fuck, what was I thinking? Or why did, <laughs> why was this popular? Or boy, I remember this was like it, you know? And you go, ew. Yeah. Okay, the good ones yeah. are, I loved everything about Breakfast Club and everything about the way Allison looked, not so much the transformation thing, but, you know, that was Hollywood then, it was the 80s. But the, the look of Allison, which um, it was the first time I was working on it, anything, well, only my, it was my fourth movie. But in that case, Marilyn danced to the costumes and she collaborated with me, um, which was, and again, talk about mind blowing up. Wow, she actually wants my ideas and um and put together that whole thing. I love that. Um, I love that whole thing with Allison's look. I love the wardrobe in um high art. Uh very specific thing. <laughs> really cool. Um, and I actually love what I get to wear in uh single drug female. I really love Carol's whole style in this. Isn't it? I mean, I just, I, like I said, I look back on these things and go, wow. And I think about, again, going back to pop culture, because your show now is very of the moment as well. Are, yeah. Do you think you're just, gra- do you gravitate towards these kinds of roles that are, that, that speak to the now, not so much the past and not so much the future? I, I think I, I think I've gotten really, really uh, lucky that, Things have come along when they have come along. And uh, this this character, I love this character. Um, I'm so happy I'm on this show. Uh, uh, it just came at the right time. Um, I don't know why things happened the way they did. I don't know why it was Breakfast Club beer. I don't know why High Arc had such a... Res- it just resonated, it seemed, with people in a certain way. Um, mostly indie uh film people but still um i don't know i don't know why this feels so of the moment this this show but for me it's exactly where i i can be and and do the kind of work i can do because it's exactly where i am as a mom right i'm playing a mom of a 29 year old right in this show i am the mom of a 29 year old (laughs) it's just for us kind of works you know yeah and also the subject matter is very of the moment and in the news and you know and that goes back to like the whole thing sorry I don't mean to become a complete academic about your career is you continuously do these sort of bellwether projects that are snapshots of perfect times I mean I showed my son breakfast club and he could relate because well you know they've all been in detention you know, and there's right. certain sort of ongoing themes. And yes, you said everything comes along as it comes along. But I got to think that there's something about those scripts that attracts you. Um, it attracts me if, um, yes, when their character is actually an authentic character where there's something going on um, that speaks to me, yeah. But also, it's the synchronicity of things. There are certain things that come my way, and I 
they come my way at a time and a place when for some reason over all these decades, they just make sense, you know? So yeah, some of it is, yes, I'm really drawn to this character and actually I really want to do this, but also out of all the things that could show up, this is the one that did. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. There's yeah, a, there's it's a, like that. It's Yeah, it's a lot of attracting what's right for you at the right time. Unfortunately, I am not good at that in relationships, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I've given up on relationships, so yeah, I hear you. I had given up, and then I met someone, and now I haven't completely given, given up, but, you know, I always, like I said, my running shoes are always under the bed. I understand. They could, you know, at any given opportunity, I could just bolt. Yes. Um, I understand. One of the things that I, I discovered about you, which I didn't know, is you're a teacher. Yes. Do you love teaching? I love teaching. I taught today. Really? That was you, what I was doing. Yes. What did you teach today? Where are you teaching? So I'm teaching at um, City College of New York, which is part of City University of New York. And I teach um, an acting on film class. Um, they have theater students there, so my class is sort of unique. I made it up. Um, <laughs> and I've been teaching there since 2018. And I, yeah, I absolutely love it. How did that even I start? Um, I, when, huh, when back my son went to college, uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, said, you know, there's a, this performing arts high school in New York called LaGuardia High School. And through various things, um, would I come down and work with the kids? Um, and I really was feeling bereft because Beck just went to college and know what to do with myself. I didn't have a job, you know, an, a film job. So, you know, what am I going to do? So I went down to LaGuardia and I started working with some of the kids there in a class and doing this and that. And I really loved it and thought, how come, I don't know why, but I really love this. And uh, there was a, one of the, the dean of the theater department, Sandy Faison, after that first year, I was going down, crying out, said, you know, we would love to have you around. What would you like to teach? And I said, I would like to teach an acting on film class that it just has come into my head. And she made that space available for me. I was not on the faculty. I am not like anything like that. I was just volunteering, but it gave me for six years, I kept going to LaGuardia High School and doing this acting on a film class. And basically it was like going to graduate school to get a master's in teaching. I mean, really. And after that period of time, somebody from City College heard I was doing this such and such and said, hey, you know, why don't you come and talk to us about doing a class here? Um, and I did, and they gave it to me. They didn't, I mean, it's not on the curriculum. They let me make up the class, which is what I was doing with the high school kids. And actually the class is actually much more suitable or suited to, um, college level kids, a lot of focus. Um, so it just works better at city college, but also I, I love actually being there and I love being like an adjunct professor. <laughs> <laughs> professor, <laughs> Professor Ali, kind of cool, you know. Do you get to walk in graduation with like the thing on your back? No, <laughs> no, no, none of that. But I get to be like Professor of the capital P. And I got to say, I don't, I like them to call me Ali because the class is like really intimate, but I really kind of get like a jolt out of the fact that I... <laughs> 
I'm Professor X. Excuse me, Professor Sheedy, when are your when are your office hours? <laughs> oh my god. I yeah, I have office hours. <laughs> Can yeah. you believe it? That's I don't have an office, but I have office hours. Yes. Do you realize how they're intimidated by you because you can give them a grade? Is you, you know what? One of my kids today asked me, wait, how do you grade this class? We're getting very close to the end of the semester. And it's a really, she just said, wait, wait we're getting near the end of this. How do you grade this class? <laughs> and I just said, listen, if you show up and you do the work and you do your scene and you participate in class and you take the class seriously, um, you know, why would I give you anything but an A? I mean, you did everything. So don't worry about it. But yeah. So have you okay. have you had to like sit someone down and say like you're not like you're not showing up. I suggest you drop this class. You're not going to make it in this class. I mean, no. You haven't had because it. Oh, because I would no. think there's got to be a couple people in there thinking, oh, this is a gut. No, I feel like, listen, there's so much in this class to get out of this class. It's really great. Um, if you don't avail yourself of what's here, that's on you. You know, you're not, you know, if I can see like there's a particular kid who's on their phone all the time, I'm not going to say anything. It's just, you're missing out, you know? And it, I just know, I feel like it's on them and it has happened a few times. Somebody just didn't get done what they needed to get done um and i have had a discussion about it because that person a couple of them feel like they should have gotten an a and but they didn't do that i was really clear this is what the this is what is this is a syllabus right here's your syllabus syllabus. i wrote it i spent a lot of time on it and it tells you exactly what you need to do so you know it shouldn't be confusing. I love. But generally speaking, they all do everything. But I love the fact that you're like, um, I wrote the syllabus. Like I did. I made up the class. <laughs> it's it is it is there. Like this is, you know, this is what you need to do. It's not a lot of requirements, but this is what it is. You got to find a scene. Show up on and, your own. Show up and be prepared. Yep, and work on your scene, and then be supportive and show up every day, even if you're not on camera, to give support to other people. And, you know, there's things that you need to do in the class, but it's basically about being a cohesive class, showing up for each other. It's not about, oh, did you do a good scene? I mean, that's not what it is. It's all that other stuff. Um, And generally, like this class has been phenomenal. But no, there's been like a few here and there where I feel like, Okay. I mean, I could not have been clear. That's <laughs> so much time. Did you read it? No. Okay. What, ah. what is the difference between acting for film and let's say acting for stage? Because you've done it all. I have, and I haven't done um, as much stage. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself to be very experienced in theater. Um, I noticed that the kids, I mean, they give it to me, right? So I'm looking at them work and they're bringing up what it is that they feel is different doing a, the, the class is a close-up class. So we're doing close-ups. So what's the difference between a scene on stage and a scene that's very intimate, that's close-up. And I, 
usually wait for them to give me I can get some information from them when they start talking about their experience of watching themselves on film. I can figure out how to talk to that particular student. Um, I just haven't had that much stage experience. And the truth is, I really don't like being on stage at all. I don't like really? it. Yeah, really. It just, it's, it's not for me. Which is interesting because you were the first woman in Hedwig and the Angry Inch to play Hedwig. I know. And there was, there was a great side to that and a disastrous side to that, but it's okay. But I just know that I'm not, it's not for you. I'm not a theater creature. I'm just not, I'm really happy on a film set and I don't like being in front of lots and less people watching in the same room. I like being in the middle of a crew working on the scene. Do you know what I mean? It's different. Who was your favorite teacher? Do you, can you still think back to who was your favorite teacher Ever like I, I had an acting. It was an acting teacher that I loved. His name was Harold Guskin, mm-hmm. and he did a lot of um, coaching with different actors. Um, I found him through a friend I was in a movie with. He changed the way um, I worked, and he changed the way I thought about myself as an actor. And I found him when I was about um, twenty-seven or twenty-eight. He's he had a huge impact on me. You you. And I, I I know I hate always bringing up stuff from people's past, um, but you said 26, 27. You came out, and I think you were right to talk about at one point, you said that the term back, brat pack was condescending and unfair. Yeah. I know why I think it was, and I also kind of thought it was a term of endearment, but why did you think? Because that was not um, objectively really saying that it was condescending or unfair. That was because of the, the effect that that article in that magazine had on all of us uh, from that point going forward. Now, on the one hand, yeah, you're in the public space, right? Doing rubies. Journalists can write whatever they want. And they should. That particular, that that coin that that the coin of phrase right it had a um it it just had a really destructive effect it 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 all of it just it just did and um i think that there i i don't at at that time there was a feeling that i i i'm there was something going on in hollywood at that time where it was wow, you know, all these kids who just didn't really have to earn it, you know, got too much fame too quickly. So it was it was very quick for for sort of the 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 vibe, I guess, like the thing, like what you'd feel in the room with a casting director, what you're you'd feel with studio people or whatever. There was like a there's you know there's that Schadenfreude thing and there's this kind of like gleeful thing sometimes where it's like Yes, they got what they deserved. There was a plan. There was like a weirdness like that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Y'all are just like the brat pack. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to take any of you seriously. Um, but the which is what it is. But the problem is that that period of time just destroyed all sorts of friendships because nobody started spending any time together anymore. It's just sort of. You can't be you seen know, together. Or, yes. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, that that's unfortunate. Yeah, I think that's a lot of what's going on now with the whole Nepo baby term. 
Oh, yeah. So I, okay, I'm not on top of all of these things. However, I have seen the phrase Nepo baby. Yes. Um, And I don't really know how that relates to the Brat Pack thing. You can tell me. But um, I, why did I? Well, I think the, the thing is I'm that. I remember where, how I heard it. Okay, tell me. My, my comparison is more that it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's an insulting term. Uh-huh. And it has a negative connotation rather than a positive connotation where it could have been, oh, my God, look at all these amazing young actors that were brought together and right. they're all coming up together and they're all still right. working. I get it. Where it could have been, you know, now it's almost said as a compliment. But at the time, I see that it would be taken as an insult. And I think that's we're seeing that now with Nepo Baby. Uh, okay, yeah. That okay. they're taking away people's achievements and things that they've done on their own by saying, oh, you only got this because of your relative. Right. And no, because, yeah, a door could have been opened, but that can happen in anywhere. Well, I, right? was, I would say it might get you the interview, it might get you the job, but it ain't going to help you keep it. No, it's not. Of course not. And um, this is a funny tangent, but um, I am not on social media. Uh, but when I'm looking at my uh, Google News or <laughs> whatever I'm reading on here, I always get really excited when um, any actor that I e- either know or don't know, there's like, oh, here's a picture of so-and-so with their kid. I always, I, it just, um, I just love to see the kids. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my look at that that's Andrew McCarthy's son are you kidding me yeah like I it's just kind of like such a weird mom old photo sort of thing but it gives you like a little joy so Nepo baby to me is like another universe by the way how about that Rob Lowe made a bunch of mini me's so I saw a picture of him with his son because why they have they're doing a tv show together he plays him in a show okay I think that's adorable. And it's also not surprising because Rob and his brother Chad look exactly alike. Yes, they do. So I guess there's some kind of thing with the jeans that I'm like, they're like little mini me's all lined up. Oh, cute. It's so cute. That's so cute. Let's talk about a single drunk female. Yes. Um it, it it talks obviously about addiction and family dynamics. Is there something about that whole situation that you didn't know till you started the show? Um, not really. Um, I didn't know what Carol's particular journey was going to be. Um, didn't know, um, how it, it, it's especially for the, the second season. I didn't know how, this dynamic with my daughter was going to play out um, with the program thing and the this thing. And once uh, the, the main thing was once the, the question of alcohol, um, is she going to drink? Isn't she going to drink? Right. Season one. Um, I didn't know if she would do it or not, blah, 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 but she did. Now we're in season two, season two, the fact that she was a complete F up with alcohol and caused me so much pain for such a long time is not actually what's happening. What's happening is she's 
job and she's got a this and she's got a that. And, but I am not over this stuff that happened. And I also don't know who this person is that she's becoming. And she's, I think now that we're talking about it, I think she's, she's sort of like moving forward with her life and growing. And I'm very much stuck in all this old shit damage. And some of it is, is actually, um, valid from what happened between the two of us. And some of it is just really old. I'm still stuck in that place and she's sort of moving on. And I guess one of the things that came up for me with Carol a lot was, oh no, you don't. You don't get to go on as if none of the rest of this happened. So there's some of that happening. Um, it was really complicated this season. It was really fun. It was really painful. Um, I And I just kind of love the, the, the places that I got to go. I, only actors say, I loved it. It was painful. I mean, actors are just, just, you know, just entertainment people are just, we're all just very weird in our own I know. Ways. Oh my God, it was wrenching. I loved it. But, you know, it was fun because it was really wrenching. And at the same time, Carol's like an infuriating person who's hysterically funny because she's so in- impossible. And so it was both of those things at once. And that was really fun. When you first got the script, A, was it offered to you or B, did you have to fight for it? No. So I had a meeting with um, the creators on the show and um, it was basically to talk about, uh, you know, this part in the show. And I read the script and I really loved it, the pilot. Um, So I met with them and then it was a question of, do they think that I'm right for this character or not? Um, Sloane Finch is creator on the show and she, this, I'm playing her mother. She wrote this about her own life and her mother. And I really would knew that I want, love this character. She spoke to me right away. Um, but I was overjoyed and they came back and said, yes, let's do this. You know? So it was, um, it was something where where it happened. Do you know what I mean? It ju- it it just happened. It, it 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 showed up. One of those things that shows up, and you just feel like, oh my god, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and again, it's that pop culture of the moment snapshot thing. Yeah, which I think is amazing. Yeah. It see, look, look at this weird. Look at this. I just took this whole new overview. Um, You're, it's amazing. You brought it full circle. Yeah, you know, what did I get paid to yeah. do? So yeah. S- Single Drunk Female Season 2 is available now on Hulu. You are an absolute joy to Sorry talk you. to. That was really, really fun. That just, like, blew by. Thank you so much. Ahura Media Production.